1 Samuel chapter 20. David fled from Naioth in Ramah and came to Jonathan and asked, What have I done? What did I do wrong? How have I sinned against your father so that he wants to take my life? Jonathan said to him, No, you won't die. Listen, my father doesn't do anything, great or small, without telling me. So why would he hide this matter from me? This can't be true. But David said, Your father certainly knows that I have found favor with you. He has said, Jonathan must not know of this, or else he will be grieved. David also swore, As surely as the Lord lives, and as yourself live, there is but a step between me and death. Jonathan said to David, Whatever you say, I will do for you. So David told him, Look, Tomorrow is the new moon, and I'm supposed to sit down and eat with the king. Instead, let me go, and I'll hide in the countryside for the next two nights. If your father misses me at all, say, David urgently requested my permission to go quickly to his hometown, Bethlehem for an annual sacrifice there involving the whole clan. If he says, good, then your servant is safe. But if he becomes angry, you will know he has evil intentions. Deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought me into a covenant with you before the Lord. If I have done anything wrong, then kill me yourself. Why take me to your father? No, Jonathan responded. If I ever find out my father has evil intentions against you, wouldn't I tell you about it? So David asked Jonathan, Who will tell me if your father answers you harshly. He answered David, Come on, let's go to the countryside. So both of them went down to the countryside. By the Lord, the God of Israel, I will sound out my father by this time tomorrow or the next day if I find out that he is favorable toward you. Will I not send for you and tell you? If my father intends to bring evil on you, may God punish Jonathan and do so severely. If I do not tell you and send you away so that you may leave safely, May the Lord be with you, just as he was with my father.
if I continue to live. Show me kindness from the Lord. But if I die, don't ever withdraw your kindness from my household. Not even when the Lord cuts off every one of David's enemies from the face of the earth. Then Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, May the Lord hold David's enemies accountable. Jonathan once again swore to David in his love for him, because he loved him as he loved himself. Then Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is the new moon. You'll be missed because your seat will be empty. The following day, hurry down and go to the place where you hid on the day this incident began and stay beside the rock, Ezel. I will shoot three arrows beside it as if I'm aiming at a target. Then I will send a servant and say, Go and find the arrows. Now, if I expressly say to the servant, Look, the arrows are on this side of you. Get them. Then come, because as the Lord lives, it is safe for you, and there is no problem. But if I say this to the youth, Look, the arrows are beyond you then go for the lord is sending you away as for the matter you and i have spoken about the lord will be a witness between you and me forever so david hid in the countryside at the new moon the king sat at the new moon the king sat down to eat the meal He sat at his usual place on the seat by the wall. Jonathan sat facing him, and Abner took his place beside Saul. But David's place was empty. Saul did not say anything that day because he thought, Something unexpected has happened. He must be ceremonially unclean. Yes, that's it. He is unclean. However, the day after the new moon, the second day, David's place was still empty, and Saul asked his son, his son Jonathan, Why didn't Jesse's son come to the meal either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered, David asked for my permission to go to Bethlehem. He said, please let me go because our clan is holding a sacrifice in the town. And my brother has told me to be there. So now, if I have found favor with you, Let me go so I can see my brothers. That's why he didn't come to the king's table. 
Then Saul became angry with Jonathan and shouted, You son of a perverse and rebellious woman, don't I know that you are siding with Jesse's son to your own shame and to the disgrace of your mother. Every day Jesse's son lives on earth. You and your kingship are not secure. Now send for him and bring him to me. He must die. Jonathan answered his father back, Why is he to be killed? What has he done? Then Saul threw his spear at Jonathan to kill him. So he knew that his father was determined to kill David. He got up from the table, fiercely angry, and did not eat any food that second day of the new moon. For he was grieved because of his father's shameful behavior toward David. In the morning, Jonathan went out to the countryside for the appointed meeting with David. A young servant was with him. He said to the servant, Run and find the arrows I'm shooting. As the servant ran, David shot an arrow beyond him. He came to the location of the arrow that Jonathan had shot. But Jonathan called to him and said, The arrow is beyond you, isn't it? Then Jonathan called to him, Hurry up and don't stop. Jonathan's servant picked up the arrow and returned to his master. He did not know anything. Only Jonathan and David knew the arrangement. Then Jonathan gave his equipment to the servant who was with him and said, Go, take it back to the city. When the servant had gone, David got up from the south side of the stone easel, fell face down to the ground, and paid homage three times. Then he and Jonathan kissed each other and wept with each other, though David wept more. Jonathan then said to David, Go in the insurance the two of us pledged in the name of the Lord when we said, The Lord will be a witness between you and me and between my offspring and your offspring forever. Then David left and Jonathan went into the city. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 When I came to you, when I came to you, brothers, when I came to you, brothers, announcing the testimony of God to you. I did not come with brilliance of speech or wisdom, for I didn't think it was a good idea to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. My speech and my proclamation 
were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with the powerful demonstration by the Spirit, so that your faith might not be based on men's wisdom, but on God's power. However, we do speak a wisdom among the mature, but not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. On the contrary, we speak God's hidden wisdom in a mystery, a wisdom God predestined before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age knew this wisdom, for if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what eye did not see and ear did not hear, and what never entered the human mind, God prepared for those who love him. Now, God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the Spirit of the man that is in him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who comes from God, so that we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. We also speak these things, not in words, taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. But the unbeliever does not welcome what comes from God's Spirit, because it is foolishness to him. He is not able to understand it since it is evaluated spiritually. The spiritual person, however, can evaluate everything. Yet he himself cannot be evaluated by anyone. For who has known the Lord's mind, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Lamentations, chapter 5. Yahweh, remember what has happened to us. Look and see our disgrace. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our houses to foreigners, we have become orphans, fatherless. Our mothers are widows. We must pay for the water we drink. Our wood comes at a price. We are closely pursued. We are tired, and no one offers us rest. We made a treaty with Egypt and with Assyria to get enough food. Our fathers sinned. They no longer exist, but we bear their punishment. Slaves rule over us. No one rescues us from their hands. We secure our food at the risk of our lives. 
because of the sword in the wilderness. Our skin is as hot as an oven from the ravages of hunger. Women are raped in Zion, girls in the cities of Judah. Princes are hung up by their hands. Elders are shown no respect. Young men labor at millstones. Boys stumble under loads of wood. The elders have left the city gate. The young men, their music. Joy has left our hearts. Our dancing has turned to mourning. The crown has fallen from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. Because of this, our heart is sick. Because of these, our eyes grow dim. Because of Mount Zion, which lies desolate and has jackals prowling in it, you, Lord, are enthroned forever. Your throne endures from generation to generation. Why have you forgotten us forever? Abandon us for our entire lives. Lord, restore us to yourself so we may return. Renew our days as in former times, unless you have completely rejected us and are intensely angry with us. Psalm. 36. For the choir director, a psalm of David, the Lord's servant, an oracle within my heart concerning the transgression of the wicked person. There is no dread of God before his eyes, for in his own eyes he flatters himself too much to discover and hate his sin. The words of his mouth are malicious and deceptive. He has stopped acting wisely and doing good. Even on his bed, he makes malicious plans. He sets himself on a path that is not good and does not reject evil Lord, your faithful love reaches to heaven, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the highest mountains, your judgments like the deepest sea. Lord, you preserve man and beast. God, your faithful love is so valuable that people take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They are filled from the abundance of your house. You let them drink from your refreshing stream. For with you is life's fountain. In your light, we will see light. Spread your faithful love over those who know you and 
your righteousness over the upright in heart. Do not let the foot of the arrogant man come near me, or the hand of the wicked one drive me away. There the evildoers fall. They have been thrown down and cannot rise.